Hey coaches, I'm just gonna pop in here really fast because I wanna share something with you that I am so excited about. My course for elementary literacy coaches, The Confident Literacy Coach, is live. It's up and running and you can get access to it right now. So here's the deal. When I started out as a coach, I struggled. I had trouble defining my role and communicating it with teachers and administration, and I honestly didn't even know that was something I was gonna have to do. I dreaded PLC days because getting my teachers to collaborate, to speak the same language and create lesson plans together was a total nightmare. And I was so stressed out by modeling and co-teaching in classrooms that I actually avoided it for a long time. It was not a happy time for me, (laughs) but things got so much better. I figured out processes to help my teams of teachers work together. I focused on best practices in reading and writing and identified some high impact strategies to support alignment on my campus. And I began to spend more time in classrooms after I planned thoroughly with teachers before lessons. Basically, I started coaching with confidence. I've collected all the processes and tools that I used to do this work and I've put it all together in one place so you can coach with confidence too. The Confident Literacy Coach is your one-stop shop for everything literacy coaching in elementary school. You'll learn how to define your role and communicate it to your administrator, what best practices you should spend your time on, and my process for collaborative planning, plus so much more that will take your coaching life from frustrated and overwhelmed to effective and confident. You can check it out at Buzzing with Miss B.com. Just click the Confident Literacy Coach at the bottom of the latest post and you'll learn exactly what's in the course and why it will change your coaching for the better. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast. And I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence. Hey coaches, and welcome to the Buzzing with Miss B podcast. Today, we are talking all about building your own coaching community in episode number 70. My guest today is the wonderful Nicole Turner of Simply Coaching and Teaching. And I really wanted to talk to Nicole about this topic because I think she is a pro at making her own community. So, hey, Nicole. Hey, Christy. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you on. You're the third, or you're the first person to be on the podcast three times. That's what's up. (laughs) I love it. You know, this is one of my favorite coaching podcasts, and I'm always posting about it. Um, I know we talked about it when you started the podcast, and at one point I wanted to start a podcast, but then I was like, Chrissy has a podcast. So I'll just tell everybody about Chrissy's podcast. <laughs> like I don't have to do all the extra hard work, right? <laughs> you can jump on this one anytime you have something to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love all the episodes. I love all the information. And I'm so excited that uh, coaches get something like this, you know, like if they're driving and they're on their way to um, work or mm-hmm. if they're out like you know with the kids or if they're at the park or anything like that they can grab their phone put an airpod or a earplug or something in their ear and they can get coaching on the go yes I love that the tag that's my tagline coaching on the go um, that was that's the way I learned so many things whenever I was at a campus you just do not have time and so podcasts and audiobooks are the way to go yes <laughs> and you know what the audiobooks at first you know, when people were saying, you need to do this on an audiobook, you need to do it. I could not get into it. Mm-hmm. It took me about a couple of years 
to really start to get it. Now I'm addicted. Me too. So like now I'm just listening all the time. And you know, I have like that 50 minute drive in the morning. So yeah. it's really um, perfect for me to pop on one and on my way there and on my way back. And now since the kids drive themselves to school, how nice. I do not have to uh, get interrupted. I could actually listen to stuff. Beautiful. That's someday. I'll, I'll get there someday. It's a ways away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> time, time waits for no one. <laughs> So I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit. So everybody, in case they haven't heard any of your other episodes or haven't seen you online before, uh, so they know a little bit about who you are. Sure. So I am Nicole S. Turner. I um, am the author of Simply Instructional Coaching. I also have a blog um, and a TPT store, Simply Coaching and Teaching. Um, .com is where you can find most of all of my information. I am um, the creator of the Simply Coaching Summit. Um, and my main gig, because this is the side gig, right? I'm an actual instructional coach still in the building, um, coaching in Indianapolis, Indiana. So um, full-time job there. So all of the things that coaches are going through, I am going through all of them with them every single day. <laughs> so yes. I really just kind of talk about my experiences I am a mommy to three um, wonderful kiddos. They are all getting themselves grown. Um, my oldest will be 20 this year. Um, my daughter is 17 and my baby boy is 14. Um, I am a fiance now, which is Yay. like great. Yay. So hopefully, um, eventually we will plan that. And then I'll have three other bonus babies. So we are literally... Um, the Brady Bunch. We have three girls and three boys. Like when we merge them together, that is it. Um, but it is a whirlwind of uh, greatness, um, a very busy, busy life. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, oh, 16 years of coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, 16 years in education, about hmm, seven or eight years coaching. Um, a couple of years I did coaching and teaching at the same time. Um, so I've been an assistant principal. I've been a dean of students. I used to work at the Indiana Department of Education as a school improvement and turnaround specialist. Do a lot of turnaround work um, in low-performing schools. Um, trained superintendents, principals, administrators, um, all coaches and teachers. So kind of a little bit well-rounded um, in charter schools, public schools, all that. See, what I love about that is that gives you some real perspective on really everything to do with coaching, but um, especially this topic about building a coaching community and how to kind of respond to all those feelings of isolation that coaches experience, because you've seen it from all different levels. So why Absolutely. do you think, and tell me if you relate to this, did you feel, do you, or do you feel really lonely as a coach? Um, so in the beginning, I did. Mm -hmm. Um, when I first became a coach, because coaching was very new, mm -hmm. um, I did have a district coach. Um, so when I became an instructional coach, I kind of was not, I never applied to be a coach. Mm -hmm. You know, some coaches have applied and they had their mindset, like, this is a job that I wanted to do. Um, at the particular, at the time that coaching became a role um, in our district, it was doing, and you may remember this, um, Reading First. Do you remember the Reading First grant? Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So that's when the whole coaching thing came um, to the school district I was in. Uh-huh. Um, and so they used the Reading First grant. A lot of people were surplus this particular year. We were all sitting in, I don't, re- I don't know if you remember, Waiting for Superman, that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. For the, the chancellor in D.C. So like in that movie, it was a, just a big old room called a cadre of teachers. And so we just sat there. I mean, it was like at least 200 of us, like just sitting in a room um, all day. Um, and my principal from the previous year had a, 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 an assistant principal that was that moved into a coaching role. And she was now a district coach. And so she called <laughs> she called some lady. I'll never forget this. Apparently, she wanted me to come be on her team. I did not know this. I got a random call from downtown. So you're sitting in a room with 200 people and you look at yourself and you get a, a call from, you know, the downtown number. You're like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere. <laughs> you know, like, hello? And they were like, yeah, can you report down to this uh, person's building, um, this office, blah, 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 blah. I was just like, okay. And th- when I got there, they were like, oh, yeah, you're going to be a coach. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? Uh-huh. You know, and so I went into a building um, reading first. The building was a very low performing building, but they had put in place a new program um, of a lot of data driven instruction. So it was very rigid. It was very structured. Um, it was very practice drill and kill um, the way in which they were teaching and monitoring their teaching. And so I didn't know where to fit in because the program had its own you know, it's on thing um, that was going in. The principal was like, you're just an extra person. Um, and I just was thrown into the mix. I did a lot of um, uh, everyday lunch duty. I did bus duty, you know, dismissal duty. But I really tried to break into getting into classrooms. So my job was to literally take the data from weekly tests and put them in a spread uh, Excel spreadsheet and then sit in meetings and pass out the, the spreadsheet. Oh, and that was it. Uh-huh. Like literally that was my whole job, but I was like, it's something more to this. Mm-hmm. So the lady who pulled me was like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, just do what they say. Like, girl, you, you okay. But I desired more mm-hmm. for that role and for what was, what was happening and what was going on. So I started to just create systems. And I just started to try different things. And I had a couple of teachers that were open to doing like coaching cycles. But let me tell you, I didn't Google and search and kind of look for what the coaching cycles were. I had no idea what any of that stuff was. I just started doing stuff. Yep. Later on, I found out that there was like real things. Right. Um, but <laughs> Because I, I know exactly how you feel because I started in a very similar way just trying to figure things out. What could yeah, and it was it was crazy, but it was a good experience. So I felt lonely in the fact that I was an administrator, mm-hmm. I wasn't a classroom teacher, and I had absolutely no knowledge of exactly what it is that I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same point, like it was a good experience for me to, to do trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, to get that. So going back to your question about community, I did feel a little lonely, but then I also felt like no one knew what I was supposed to be doing anyway. Right. 
So it was kind of just like, oh, we got this grant. We got this job. You, you're now this. I was a differentiated accountability coach. And what the heck was that? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So that was like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really interesting point that not having a clearly defined role for yourself and for your staff can actually contribute to those feelings of loneliness because you kind of feel like you don't have a purpose or you just kind of um, like treading water or floating around trying to figure out every day, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so then you just kind of feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. They don't know what I'm here to do. Nobody really feels confident in this position. So I'm just kind of getting through the day. So that's a really good point. So why do you think, like, what are the benefits of having a coaching community that you can really turn to, especially if maybe you're the only coach on campus, or if you don't really gel with the other coaches on campus? Well, one of the things, and and you have become that for me. Um, and I used to have like other coaches that are not in my area. So one of the main advantages is that I get to tell you the truth about things that are happening and going on. And there's no judgment. Cause you don't know who I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I really think having a coaching community out or, or having someone outside of where you are, you get different perspectives because it's so funny that we talk all the time. I'm from Indiana and you're Texas and you'll stay on my campus and we stay in our building, right. you know, like even using some of those different terms or um, even some of the different ways. Like I know in some of the buildings in other areas, People are enrolled into coaching, right? right? Whereas with me, you know, we talk about this all the time. With me, I am assigned teachers. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in my building gets a coach. There is no opt out option. I want to, right. I cannot, you know, those types of things. So having a coaching community allows you to see things from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It allows you to have someone that you can voice um, a sounding board, someone that you could just go in and say, today was rough mm-hmm. and this is what happened and this is why it happened and girl I don't know the woman is she just this and this and that and da, da, da. you know I can let it off my chest by the time I get home I feel good I've decompressed you know I've had someone else also a, a good or having a coaching community um, also helps you to be able to have additional resources or additional people to tell you about their experiences. So I get to learn about things based off of someone else's experience that I myself can't have that experience because my building or my district doesn't have that option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. Different approaches to things, different, um, the ways, the way things are done differently. You know, um, one thing that that other coaches frequently ask about in, in coaching communities is like how PLCs run because PLCs, for example, look different every, at every school, you know, every school does does that differently. And so some schools have a strong system for that and some don't, and some schools have real purpose for it and some don't. And so even just that one topic can go in a million different ways. And if you don't have people from other places to really talk to about that stuff, you don't have an idea of what that can look like and we can get stuck. Yep. And we see it happen with teachers all the time where teachers are stuck in their own classrooms and they get stuck and they cannot get over the hurdles of the problem that they're trying to, to overcome or see things in a different way. So that's one of the benefits. I totally agree that the coaching community provides is, is that, that really important perspective and just like broadening your horizons about different ways to do things. 
And you mentioned the moral support, moral support as well, that you often won't get on your campus because it's like you're saying that's more, that's called gossiping, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not necessarily gossiping when you don't know who I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't impact anybody. So, right. I'm, I'm sharing my experience and my frustration mm-hmm. of what's happening. It's also allowing me to get that off my chest because everyone, at some point you have to be able to get that out. Um, Otherwise you're going to just sit there and it's just going to bottle up inside and you are not going to be able to um, move on. Um, And so having a coaching bestie and I call them coaching bestie. I have you, I have Gretchen, I have Crystal. Like I talk to you guys all about what is happening, what, my principal may have did or what a teacher may have did and I also bring my struggles Mm -hmm. and say okay tell me if I'm wrong about this Mm -hmm. and I also look for those people to be very honest with me because again I'm looking at it from a lens of being inside right and you're looking at it from a lens of outside and you're able to tell me okay Nicole like I rock with you but girl you wrong it's like (laughs) okay well, let me think about that. You know what I'm saying? Give me that perspective. It is so um, true. Being like seeing seeing things from the inside of your bubble is yeah. so different. And then then even if you yourself saw it from maybe a year later, you have like the gift of that perspective. It's totally different, you know, the way that you see it. So totally having people on the outside to see things is really helpful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the best things about having a coaching community um, and being able to connect with others. And their experiences, if, hands down, that would be the number one reason. Mm-hmm. So would that be your advice if you're like the only coach on your campus or like you said, in your building um, to really seek out coaches from other schools, other parts of the country and build your community that way? Absolutely. Um, I would definitely say it is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say that it's optional. It's definitely a necessity. You have to have a coach and bestie somewhere, somehow. Um, you have to have a group of coaches or support system um, and, or support community where you can go to to get help. Because let's be real, how many coaches are fully trained when they walk into their coaching roles? I know I wasn't. I wasn't either. I didn't even know what the role was. Right. Right. (laughs) So because you don't have that, you are um, on the fly. Like you're really doing it on the fly. You're, you're, as some people may have said, you're building a plane while you're flying it. Right. So you have to have a community of people that you can reach out and say, Hey, I don't, Hey, I don't understand this. Hey, what do you do if you have a situation, if you have a teacher who is refusing to work with you, um, but they need help or, Hey, I'm working with this curriculum and I need some more assistance. Is anyone else working with this curriculum and know how to break this down? Hey, I'm working with these standards and I'm working for this skill. Does anyone know about any additional resources that are out there that I could possibly um, utilize? So Having that, I mean, it, it goes beyond just your fr- your day-to-day frustration into actually being able to use them as a resource, um, as a library, um, uh, uh, you know, if you will, to say, I need some help, y'all. What's up? I need some help. <laughs> and there are yeah. people there to help you. Yeah. Um, how have you built your online community? Because I feel like that's where you've, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems like that's where you've really... Um, 
kind of added people to your community is, is through online, you know, methods. Yes. So my online community was created by happenstance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One time I was on Facebook and this is like, I believe in like 2016, I guess when uh, Facebook groups were like fairly new. Right. And so I was like, oh, well, let me see if there is a, a group out there for instructional coaches. And I couldn't find one. Mm-hmm. So I created one. And that's pretty much kind of how this whole side hustle or whatever <laughs> you want to call it, or me helping coaches expanded and started was because I literally created that Facebook group. And then within like a month, I had 500 people in there. And then they all start asking me questions. Like literally, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? I mean, I guess because I was the person who started the group that all of a sudden they just felt like I knew a lot of stuff. And then I would just share Mm -hmm. what it is I was doing today. Hey, I'm using this form or, hey, I'm going into a classroom to do this. I would just share ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, And then other coaches would share ideas. And that kind of how everything just kind of came about. Mm -hmm. And how did you go about adding individual people to like a more personal level? Like you mentioned Gretchen and Crystal, how did you do that to kind of start to really have conversations over time with people and kind of develop friendships with them? What did that look like? And I'm asking Um, this, sorry to interrupt. I'm asking this because I'm terrible at this. So (laughs) I am the worst. I have a really hard time with that. Like internet people are not real people to me for a long time. It's really hard for me to connect those to real people. It's like, it's just like a name with a little bubble with a face in it. And I have a really hard time being like, this is a, I remember this person and this is the conversation. Like I don't have anywhere to put the information if that makes any sense. Absolutely. So (laughs) you're just more of a person who needs that, that face to face, like us, like how we get on a zoom call and and just chat and talk. Mm -hmm. Um, so I met Gretchen. I don't know. I think I, I saw her in a group or something. I don't know what it was, but I reached out to her on, on messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was before she had her oldest daughter. So that was funny. I think oh, she was wow. like pregnant with her or something. Um, and we just started chatting. Like I was asking her questions about coaching and she had did, she had had some resources around coaching. And so I was just asking her stuff. This was after I had my group. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had just, you know, gotten, to at least a thousand people and I had no idea. Um, And so we just kind of instantly connected. Um, It was kind of weird. She had her daughter and I had reached out to her. I think it was after my father passed away. I reached out to her and her, um, she was like, oh yeah, I just gave birth like two days ago. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then we just, got, we just started talking on Boxer and then it became like an everyday thing. Like we would just chat. Like when I was on my way to work, I would ask questions. She would ask questions. We would talk about coaching. Um, and that relationship just started. And I am not sure Well, I knew, like I knew about you and I didn't really know about a lot of other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, but I remember we got an email or I know I got an email about um, starting uh, a group coaching blog or something. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember. I think it was, I remember you mentioned this last time we talked and I think it was a Facebook group. 
No, it was something a blog. About, was it we a were blog? supposed to okay. do a blog called Good Morning Coaches or something. Okay, so I also got invited to a different thing. It was a Facebook group, and that also did not happen. Okay. <laughs> so these things did not happen. Yes. <laughs> but then I had the idea to start the summit, and I reached out to all of you. Yes. And uh, once I once I was invited to that thing, and then we, we saw that the Good Morning Coaching thing was not going to happen. Right. right. Yeah. Um, everybody's life was just crazy. And then I had the idea of the summit. And I just reached out to everyone. And I think that just over time, um, we have just all evolved in our relationships. And even though we have not physically met. Right. We haven't. <laughs> isn't that crazy? It seems like still, we have, but we haven't. Right. But mm-hmm. I still feel very close mm-hmm. because you, you end up making that bond through your commonalities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like we talk about our kids, mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, all the things that are going on and then situations in life happen. And then we talk about those things and then that makes it become a personal thing. And you right. start to connect with the person that way. Sometimes I would rather, because, you know, sometimes people be fake in person. Yeah. They be real online sometimes. I know it's- sometimes it's active way. Cause you know, it's just this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting point um, about you do, you start to have, make personal connections with people and then, so then you can share about the work, but it's, it's more meaningful than just the work because you've actually got something in common and things that are important to each of you. One thing that helped me, that has helped me kind of keep track of people. And this is a tip for, maybe I'm an old person. I don't know. I don't know why this is so hard for me, but it is, is that on Instagram, if I see a coach who is sharing something about their work, because I prefer Instagram to Facebook. I do use Facebook, but just for people that I really know for the most part. Um, but Instagram, I'll follow people that I don't know. So if I see a coach who's sharing about their work and I think, oh, that's neat. I want to make sure I follow up on this person and like, you know, just keep reading what they're sharing. And maybe I can talk to them sometime. Maybe I'll want them to be a guest on the podcast or, you know, ask them for their input about something. Then I will save that profile with the little flag on the bottom right of the of their little picture and that way I can act of their post. And so I can save it there into my little category called coaching. And that way I remember these are people that I've seen. Have you I ever done do any of that? No, it helps me remember people. And that way I can keep track. Cause you know, you follow so many people on Instagram that you can lose somebody. I mean, I have found I that. Lose, I, I don't know. I don't know none of what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little flag is a little flag on the bottom right of the post and you can save it. I also save like toddler meals and, you know, cool activities. But you have like categories? Yeah, I have a bunch of categories. I have a ton of categories in there. You can save them in categories. Mm. I don't know if maybe that's just in the business account, but I I mean I think it's in the personal one too. I only have a business account. My personal account doesn't even exist in life right now. (laughs) So you I don't even know the password. Well, the only reason I have a personal one is because I use my, my preschool kits is still a personal account. It's not a business account. So then, yeah, you see, there's a little flag. If you look at somebody's, I'm, I'm going to walk you through it. And anybody who's listening, if you look at somebody's. Okay, y'all, I'm on here. I'm on okay. here. I'm with Chrissy. Hold on. Let me pull it up. <laughs> All right. I am on Instagram. Okay. So click on somebody on a post. It doesn't matter what the post is. Click on the actual post. Uh-huh. So it like, like it gets bigger. It fills your screen. Yeah. So like and this. Yes. Yeah. So yes. So then on the bottom right of that post, um, do you see where it has the little, like a little yep. banner thingy? Yes. Click the little banner and click save to collection. Okay. 
And then you should have an option to make collections. <laughs> Isn't that neat? Okay. This thing saves my life, seriously, because there's no way to remember all the stuff you find on Instagram. But I have one that says like podcast guests. So if I see people that I think are really neat and they're talking about really cool stuff, I can save their post to that. I have one that says, look, oh, okay. now tell me this. How do you then go back to so find you your collection? Back, you go to your, let me see. You go to your profiles, like your page, your, your page, like your Instagram. Yep, I'm on my page. And then you click the little three lines on the top, right? Gotcha. And then you go to saved. And so all of your little collections are saved. I have all posts. I've been saving a whole lot of, oh, I got a lot of saves. <laughs> you can go. I never knew how to say how to get them. Yeah, <laughs> they're all in there. You know what? This is a great way to build a coaching community and to um, follow people, you know, just like how you said, and, and making sure that you get some of those resources that people have, right. blog posts that they have, you know, like that kind of stuff. This is a really good way to build um, just not a, a community of communication, but uh, I guess a resource library. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. A resource library, because I do have it organized into like reading and writing. And then I have like, you know, primary grades, like preschool stuff whenever I was doing more preschool workshops. And then um, then I have coaching resources and I have, you know, podcast guests and all different things. So it's, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little resource library and you scroll through it and you go, Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah. I remember, but you, you forget, you know, yeah. if you don't have it to where you can access it. And then Instagram is so massive and there's millions of people posting pictures and, and content every single day. Yeah. So you, you lose it. It's just too much. Absolutely. Well, you taught me something. I Yay. love coming on the podcast. It's like every time <laughs> I always find something new to do. Oh, I wonder how, <laughs> now I wonder how much time I'm going to spend making categories now. Yes, right. You can just make them as you go though. So like you make, I mean, although you do have a bunch of safe posts, so you, <laughs> you may want to put those into a category. It's going to be all over the place though. Right. <laughs> um, do you have any other tips? Like that's, that's the way I survive online to make sure that I can remember where things are and who people are. But do you have any little tips for helping people kind of reach out to somebody online, what they might do if they've never really done that before? What could that be? Well, so I have the Simply Coaching, Instructional Coaching Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, so you can come and join that group. It's over probably about 5,100, like about 5,000 coaches mm -hmm. from all over. I mean, and when I say all over, they're international and everyone, and you're a part of the group. So people ask tons of questions. You could just post a question. People will respond with answers, um, resources. And then a lot of times I've known that some coaches will then you know, connect through messenger together and then they'll start to communicate that way and then, you know, move on like maybe a boxer or something like that where they communicate through that. Yeah. So I would definitely say join, you know, a Facebook group um, and start to just post questions or answer questions, you know, to other okay. people's questions um, that they're struggling with if you know the answer that will definitely um, be a great opportunity for you to then connect with others. There are people that are shy. There are people who don't respond, who don't post. Um, and that's, that's okay. But just know that you only get as much out of it as you put into it. So of course, being a part of a 5,000 instructional coaching group is great. But if you don't utilize by posting or responding or getting that information um, then you won't benefit as much um, mm -hmm. from a group like that. 
Yeah. You can start out as a lurker. I lurk in a lot of groups and I just read and, you know, and notice things and stuff. And then after a while, maybe I'll start sharing some ideas. And I really wish I had more time to just sit in that simply coaching group and share responses to questions like all day, because there's lots of interesting questions <laughs> to talk about. Definitely. So uh, the other thing that we can talk about is um, our own community that we have created for instructional coaches. It's an online community and it's called Coffee and Coaching. It's a membership. And so we have, as part of that membership, I mean, obviously there's monthly professional development. There are videos that you can access and resources that you can download and just really things that just make your coaching work so much easier and give you a real direction. If you feel like you don't have one, it's a really great place to start. But there's also a Facebook group that's attached to that. And it's an exclusive Facebook group just for members of Coffee and Coaching. And it's a really good place to find buddies. Uh, you can ask for people that are in your region and the country, or you can just make a buddy, you know, anywhere across, you know, across around the world. There's a few international coaches there as well. And I think that's a really good place to, to broaden your horizons and check it out. And the exciting thing is that our cart is actually opening on August 10th. So we will be welcoming new members into the coffee and coaching membership starting August 10th. And that's going to be open for about two weeks. So if you are not already on the wait list for coffee and coaching, and you want to be reminded when it opens up, go to coffeeandcoachingmembership.com and you can check that out and get your name on the wait list. So whenever the cart opens, you'll get an email letting you know that it is open for you. What do you want to add to that, Nicole? So for me, I learned as much as I think anyone, I know that we are facilitators of the coffee and coaching membership, but the number one thing is that I think that we learn from others as much as we give to everyone else. And so, because even us as the facilitators and leaders of the group or of the membership know that if we're learning something new, you are definitely going to be learning something new. And so that's the fun and the excitement. I love the monthly um, coaching hot seat or calls that we do um, when we get to communicate and connect with coaches. We're both there. I know Chrissy is a little bit more active in the group than I am, but I'm definitely there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, you can send us an email. You can contact us. I mean, I it's a great opportunity to build that community privately um, and get the professional development and the resources that you need. Um, and then an opportunity to share your experiences as you're implementing and learning the resources that we have um, and the, the resources that we've provided. So I think that the coffee and coaching membership is definitely um, hands down something that every coach um, needs to be a part of this coming school year. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a great place. It is a great place to learn and it's a great place to share your ideas too. And we, and like you said, I, I love to see the way people implement things because, you know, you do, you can do one workshop, you can do one PD and then everybody walks away with a like kind of a different idea about how to make that work for them. So whenever people share the way that they do things on their campuses, I just love to see it. I love to talk shop. I, I just, I am, I tell friends all the time, give me a call because there are friends that I used to teach with and now they're instructional coaches. And I always tell them, give me a call anytime because I love to talk shop. And if, if we can talk about how things are going at your school, I would, that'd be great. That would make my day. So talking to coaches in the membership and yeah, having access to individual people and they have access to us has been a really great way to, 
to build our coaching community and to really share about the work with people, you know, really talk about people who get it or not, not talk about talk with people who get it um, and have, have done all that, that same. Oh, work. yes. Absolutely. That's why I get to text and call you and bother you. All, the time. <laughs> yeah. all right. So is there anything that you want to add about community? Any last words that you want to share with our listeners before we go today? Um, I just think the main thing is, is that even if you don't join the Coffee and Culture membership, make sure that you join a Facebook group, even if it's not mine. There's a couple other out, a couple other active instructional coaching groups, but find you someone um, that you could definitely vent to that does not know the people that are in your building and then find you a small community of people that you can build those resources from build from their experiences and use that Instagram thing now that I've learned how to do. I think that's super <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Great. And I, you know, I just thought of something, I am not a Twitter person and I don't think you're a huge, like, I don't think you share a ton on Twitter. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I share things on occasion, but it is not my favorite interface. I just don't care for the way that it looks. It I, can, I, I can't get into Twitter now. Gretchen is yes hands down awesome and with um with twitter if you if you're on twitter and you want to follow like that she's the one to follow Mm -hmm. if you're in instagram chrissy is probably the one to follow if you are in facebook i am the one to follow and we all have our thing (laughs) of one our social media that we love that's true so and i think instagram i love because of the pictures and it helps me remember people I think that's my survival skill, but yeah, Twitter, I, I know that there's like a weekly chat and I have never participated. One time I sat down, I was like, I'm going to do this. And then I was there for like three minutes and then I was like, okay, moving on. But people get really into these chats where and I think it's the hashtag educoach. And so yes. they chat using the hashtag educoach and they respond to questions and you can really get a lot of interesting ideas from there. If that is your, your medium. I couldn't keep up. So it happens every oh, yeah. Wednesday at eight o'clock or okay. seven o'clock at eight o'clock or something like that Eastern time. But I couldn't keep up. And like, they have this whole app thing and it rolls. I was like, oh, I can't keep <laughs> it's up with a the lot. chat. It is a lot, but it is, if that's your thing, definitely check it out because that's a great way to talk to coaches and meet coaches everywhere. And then you can send them a message and really make a coaching buddy. Yep. All right. Okay. So you heard it here, coaches. We are opening up on August 10th for Coffee and Coaching. That's at coffeeandcoachingmembership.com. And um, thank you so much for listening in to Nicole today. Thank you for joining us, Nicole. No problem. No place I would rather be. (laughs) So next week, I'm actually going to be chatting with Missy Sinclair. She's a coach and this is a coaching call session. So that's episode 71. We're going to talk about how to get some buy-in and interest using professional development. That's um, PD in a box was the approach she was using. So definitely check that episode out. It's a good one. I had a really good chat with Missy and I look forward to sharing it with you. Happy coaching. Happy coaching guys. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching.